Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another video. Jabba's ascension as the leader of the Hutt clans wasn't a traditional rise to power. It wasn't something that Jabba had been planning over the years, and wasn't even something that he necessarily sought. Jabba was one of the most powerful members of the Grand Hutt Council, a group of Hutt leaders who dictated how their shadow empire should be run. Since its creation by Budala Hestilic Amura, which is legends, the Hutt Council has managed to avoid direct confrontation with its rivals throughout the galaxy, and prospered by using bounty hunters, slaves, and other indirect means of dealing with enemies. But something happened to the council. Just a few days after the Empire invaded Bespin, that would be their doom. All of its members were killed, and the one who survived, Jabba, decided to rule by himself. This story actually starts with Boba Fett, interestingly enough. After departing with Han Solo's body frozen in carbonite, Fett charted a course for the smuggler's moon of Nar Shaddaa. While there, Fett had to leave Solo's containment cell in the streets, while the bounty hunter fought in an arena to earn some credits. When Fett returned to Solo, he found that the smuggler had been stolen. Kira, now leading the Crimson Dawn, had stolen Solo, and was using him as her prize attraction for an intragalactic auction. Kira invited every crime syndicate and hut clan to join in her event. Of course, Jabba came. He brought with him the other members of the Grand Hut Council as well, Boku, Marlo, Mika, and Kani. During the course of the event, Jabba managed to place the winning bid, but he went to claim his prize when Darth Vader and a contingent of Imperial troopers interrupted the evening's events. At first, Jabba tried to stop Vader, but the memories of his first meeting with Vader were still fresh in his mind. Shortly after the destruction of the first Death Star, Vader had visited Tatooine in order to negotiate a deal on behalf of the Empire. At first, Jabba tried to use his hired muscle to intimidate the Dark Lord, which of course was a mistake. Vader ignited his red lightsaber and ran the blade through every fighter in the room. He then turned his attention to Jabba, and while the Hutt tried to smooth talk his way around the situation, Vader used the force to choke the giant slug. Jabba would never forget that first encounter. So after Vader claimed Solo's body, Jabba wisely protested only a bit, simply stating that he had rightly won his body with a 1 million credit bid. After Vader threatened the hut, Jabba withdrew his argument. Your position is persuasive, Lord Vader. Please take Solo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Vader ordered a group of pilots to replace Solo on an Imperial shuttle and take him to the Star Destroyer in orbit above. It was in this moment that one of Jabba's peers, a fellow hut council member named Boku, decided to speak up. He couldn't believe that Jabba would allow Vader to undermine the Hutt's rights to Solo. Jabba had placed the winning bid, and so the smuggler should have been his property. It wasn't just a matter of ego, as Boku pointed out. If the galaxy, and most importantly, the dozens of other criminal syndicates gathered there, saw that the Hutts would roll over to the threats of physical violence, even if they did come from a Dark Lord of the Sith, then they would lose their respect for the Hutts. Boku wouldn't allow this, but Jabba had heard enough of Boku's complaints. He simply turned his back on the slug and the rest of the Hut Council as he headed for the cruiser. Jabba planned to return to Tatooine, where he would await the arrival of Boba Fett, who had recently put a bounty on. While Jabba was leaving, Boku turned to the other huts. He tried to stir their emotions. We represent our people, their honor, their power, he bellowed in the midst of the auction. Something must be done. The three other council members cautiously agreed. Together, they boarded a hut war barge and led a fleet of bounty hunters, mercenaries, and slaves into the orbit above Jakera to capture the Imperial shuttle 
shuttle carrying Solo before it docked aboard a nearby Star Destroyer. As the Council's army circled around the tiny Imperial shuttle, Boku stared down at the battlefield and stated, Now the Empire will learn why you never insult a hut. Perhaps Boku was too arrogant, in my opinion. The Imperials had superior weapons in this battle. A Super Star Destroyer, Vader's infamous executor, orbited above the planet Jakara, where they immediately noticed the hodgepodge assembly of hut forces and ordered a squadron of TIE fighters to handle them. Before the TIEs could get there, a group of weak-way pirates employed by the huts launched mag clamps from their scavenger vessels and secured the shuttle. They tried to reel it in, but the TIE squadron bridged the gap too quickly. In a matter of seconds, green cannon fire filled the skies and the hut's makeshift flotilla was quickly falling apart. Not wishing to press the attack any further, the TIE fighters managed to free the Imperial shuttle carrying Solo's carbon cell and did nothing more. They wouldn't further their attack by taking on the Grand Council's war barge. For the time being, the crime lords hadn't done anything irreversible. Emotions were high after Vader had made off with Solo's body and the Empire would be willing to forgive the huts over the following months. After all, Palpatine needed the huts to keep the outer rim under control. As the TIE fighters escorted the shuttle back to the Executor, Boku struggled to calm himself aboard the hut barge. The other three members of the hut council kept trying to talk him down. You are taking this too personal, Boku. Remember, emotions are expensive, Marlow stated. But their conversation was interrupted. An emergency transmission had reached the ship and it was a private message for Boku. Boku talked to the mysterious voice on the other side and after a while, he simply turned his head down and said, await the dawn, before ordering the entire hut fleet to stage a full-on attack against Vader's executor. Boku had been working on behalf of Kira and the Crimson Dawn the entire time and now in a last-ditch effort to serve its ends, Boku was sacrificing the Grand Hut Council. Of course, the hut fleet was decimated by the squadrons of TIE fighters aboard the Executor. As the Imperial pilots rallied and dozens of fighters poured out of its hangars, the space above Jakara once again filled with green cannon fire. In the chaos, the commander aboard the Executor directly contacted Emperor Palpatine and asked how he should handle the situation with the hut leadership. They had a shaky alliance with the huts, and even though they were in open combat with the Imperial army, the Empire had to be careful how they handled it. So the Emperor ordered only the insurrectionists to be punished, and by his second in command. In a few short moments, Vader boarded the hut barge. He killed the weak way thugs who guarded the halls, then stormed the bridge. With a quick flip of a button, he ignited his red lightsaber and cut through the four hut council members on board. As the TIE fighters outside finished off the last remaining members of the flotilla, the battle above Jakara came to an end. And halfway across the sector on Tatooine, Jabba the Hutt sat in his palace. When Boba Fett finally arrived to deliver the body of Solo, Jabba tried to draw Fett into an upcoming conflict between the Huts and the Crimson Dawn. The council is dead, Jabba said, showing no emotions, which leaves me as the sole authority over the clans. It was true. In the absence of the council, Jabba assumed rule of the clans and in effect ruled the entirety of the Outer Rim. You know, I, I know a lot of people really didn't like Solo. I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty fun. And I think if we got Solo 2, which I'm hoping that we're going to get in some sort of a spin-off series, maybe about Lando or who knows, something maybe about Kira or something. We could not only see Maul, but we could see Vader doing these very things in canon. We could see him fighting the huts. We could see him doing the whole Rogue One scene times 10, you know, against the huts and their crew. That's definitely something I would want to see. I hope you enjoyed this comic video. Leave a like if you did. Subscribe if you're new here and let me know what you think about the spin-off series that could come from a solo sequel. What kind of things would you want to see? Do you think we'll ever be able to see Maul and Vader fight? Maybe even in just in a dream sequence or something? I mean, that would be pretty sweet. Supposedly, Maul was supposed to die to Vader in Rebels, but then of course they changed it and we got the beautiful ending that we did with Obi-Wan fighting Maul at the end. Have a fantastic rest of your day.
your day or night. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.